Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to a game week edition of the Cardscast. Yes, the game, Louisville's opener against Ole Miss isn't actually until next week, but it's a Monday. It's a win. Now's Wednesday, so it's a, it's essentially game week. Uh, I'm Cardinal Authority public, or senior writer Michael McCamma, joined by publisher Jody Demling. And Jody, the, the Cardinals and the Ole Miss Rebels are going to be uh, kicking things off here in just a few days uh, down at the Chick-fil-A kickoff in, in, at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia. Cardinals currently, the last I looked earlier today, were an 11-point dog uh, in this game. Uh, I was watching uh, Packer and Durham the other day on the ACC Network, and, and Packer basically described Louisville as one of the biggest question marks in the country because you just don't know what to expect with this team. And I think because of that, and I agree with them, kind of makes it hard for Vegas on really what to put on this game. Uh, but I like where Louisville is coming into it uh, You know, now, again, just a couple days out. Yeah, we've got a depth chart now. We have a spread. The spread has started at seven. It's up to 11. I've seen it anywhere from, you know, a nine and a half to 11, which 11 is a lot because you got to think that uh, it's a touchdown and a field goal and one more point. I don't know. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a pretty hefty uh, spread there. Uh, and, and like I said, we have a depth chart. We've got game notes. We've got, uh, uh, you know, I know when I'm leaving and everything else. So it's, it, it's, it, it feels like it's here. Um, you know, they just announced today uh, at Cardinal Stadium that you're going to have to wear your mask inside, but that you won't have to wear your mask. You know, outside mask will not be required in the concourse, upper or lower seating bowls of the stadium or within the outdoor club seating uh, for home games. The roof is expected to be open on Monday night in Atlanta. The last that I checked, uh, the weather was going to be nice in Atlanta. Uh, on Monday, let's see what it's going to be right now. 86 and uh, partly cloudy with a low of 68. So about the about game time that night, it's going to be about 82 degrees. Uh, that's perfect. Let's uh, yeah. let's go. Let's go. It's football time. Let's get it and let's go. And, you know, and Jody, you mentioned the depth chart. I don't think there were really any big surprises um, on 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 the depth chart. I mean, I think you'd have to kind of force yourself to say something's a surprise. You know, the former now former walk on uh, Ramon Perrier on one, one of the end spots may have been a surprise to somebody. Uh, but when you look up and down on both sides of the ball, this was pretty much, especially if you've been tuned into Cardinal authority throughout fall camp, pretty much uh, what we were expecting uh, when it, when it eventually did come out. Yeah. Ramon Perrier is the one thing I think on defense. So various Peterson, we just, you know, he's back for that fifth year. I think a lot of people expect it. And again, he's going to play a ton. Yeah. Jack Fago, if you were, if you've been paying attention, Marvin Dallas was uh, projected in that spot and not that he's not going to play because they love Marvin Dallas and he, and he is going to play. Uh, but Jack has just had a great fall camp. Um, and, and Quinterio Cole's a guy who wasn't on the preseason depth chart, uh, but he was not, he was not here until, uh, you know, late summer. So, uh, so there was a reason for that. The transfer from Alcorn State uh, uh, has had a great fall camp, and Brian Brown says it's like he's been around forever. He's a guy – I think – I mean, I, I'm, gonna, I'm doing some bold projections for later in the week, Michael, and 
I might actually say, I might predict that Quintarian, Quintario Cole, he might end up being the leading tackler on this team. I, I think CJ Avery's probably going to have that, but I think Cole's going to be in the mix for a lot of action this year. And I guess if, if I had to say, if there was one surprise to me, it, it, it was Des Melton. And I think that that goes to show you um, how much talent that this kid has because they've talked up Dwayne Martin a lot. We had Dwayne Martin as one of our sleepers. I think he'll play quite a bit. Uh, but Des Melton getting the nod of when they go to a tight end or is listed on the depth chart, to me, I think that is a, a little bit of a surprise uh, in, uh, in, in, in that one. Uh, you know, you bring up uh, Q Cole, and Jody, you and I were actually at, uh, you know, watching some summer camp action uh, when he essentially arrived on campuses was walking across you know, one of the practice fields and you, me, and many others were like, who is this dude? I mean, we've heard Brian Brown describe his safeties, he and Kendrick uh, Duncan, as guys that look like linebackers. These dudes look straight up like linebackers. I mean, they, you know, not to slight what, you know, last year's group, but picking up these two safeties, Cole and Duncan, uh, via the transfer portal, uh, I think is a major upgrade for the safety spots and could do wonders for defense uh, that improved quite a bit last year. And as Brian Brown said, and many of the players have said, are expecting to improve this season as well. Um, and a lot of that's obviously going to do with the pass rush. Uh, but I think your improvement at safety uh, can really do wonders for this Louisville defense. And what nobody realizes, this is my, my, this is my opinion uh, of this whole thing, but having Q Cole and having Kendrick Duncan there and having Josh Minkins back, Mm-hmm. which we know Josh Minkins, you know, he played well at the end of last season in a couple of games. I think that is the biggest thing and the best thing that could have ever happened to Ben Perry. Ben Perry is going to be great. Ben Perry is a, uh, a probably an outside linebacker card position. You know, if he gets a little bit bigger down the road, he's already at 205 and uh, uh, playing strong safety or free safety. I think, uh, you know, Kendrick Duncan, 215, so it's not like you can't. But but Ben Perry is a guy who is one of the future studs on this defense. And, uh, and quite honestly, he's better off not having to just be thrown in there every play and learn under the fire. He, he's going to get his, his playing time. He's going to play a lot of snaps this year. But it's just a matter of it's much better off having those other two guys. And, and, uh, and I, I tell you, I, I think – more than any, yes, it's it's great to have an upgrade in the safety position, but it's also great to have a young guy that they're so high on. And Minkins is the same way. It's just mm-hmm. you know Minkins has been hurt and uh, and is just now coming back. You look at the corner spots, Michael, and and I didn't realize. I mean, I mean they're loaded at those at those spots because yeah, you know you've got you've got you've got Chandler Jones and Katrell Clark uh, who are going to start and play a ton. They love Trey Franklin. Greedy Vance might be – I think Greedy Vance might be the guy who's maybe more underrated than anybody on this defense from what I've heard. He's going to play a lot. And then you throw a guy like Kenai Walker in there. Derek Edwards is still in there, but Walker's the one that they love what Derek, you know, can do. And, uh, and again, like I said, you, you, uh, what Walker can do. And then you have Derek Edwards as well. So you've got a lot of guys who are uh, – you have a lot of guys who – uh, are, are have a chance, a real big chance um, to play in that secondary for Louisville. And, uh, and, and then when you look at it, Michael, it's 
besides the, you know, besides Q Cole, who's a senior, it's, it's junior, sophomore, freshman, 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 sophomore, freshman. And it's, it's a lot of young guys. The future is really bright for defense. Yeah. I'm really excited to see greedy Vance. Um, really excited actually for Trey Clark, and Chandler, Chandler Jones, but I think we know what they're capable of. I'm expecting a huge season from Trey Clark. Um, you know, but, but greedy Vance, we've heard, you know, a lot about, you know, I think he is that guy kind of like you mentioned uh, to take that next step at the cornerback position and Trey Franklin, as well as can I Walker, are two that, you know, I watched as much as I could for the, the few times that we were able to go watch the team practice um, really were impressive. I mean, they both seemed like ball Hawks um, had seemed to pick up the reads pretty quickly. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing how both of them uh, progress. I think we'll see a lot. We heard Brian Brown say, we'll see Trey Franklin a lot uh, just the other day. So, you know, I think that back end with, with, the, with the corners and the safeties, I think they've really uh, improved things significantly from a year ago. Oh yeah. No, no question about it. And then when you throw up uh, the, go up to the front end there and uh, throw up some names up there. I mean, you're talking about more depth up front. Look, this is a defense that has been rebuilt, has some really good veterans and a lot of really good young players. I mean, Jalen Alderman, I don't know that I have uh, that I've heard um, a staff, much less this staff. Um, I'm talking defensively. I'm not talking offensively because every staff raves about offensive guys and the future is bright and all that. I'm not sure that I've heard a staff, much less this staff, rave about a defensive guy when he came on campus uh, and enrolled and got there as much as they have about Jalen Alderman. Um, I saw him a couple times in action. Uh, he made some plays in one of the scrimmages that was, uh, uh, you know, uh, plays at a veteran. Uh, uh, you, you thought he was a veteran out there. You know, they were giving Monty and uh, CJ reps off because they don't need them, and they were getting, you know, K.J. Cloyd and Jalen Alderman and Jackson Hamilton and Dorian Jones more reps out there. And Alderman was the guy that was standing out. Not that the other guys were bad, but this is a guy whose future is ridiculous at Louisville. Um, and, and, I mean, he's a guy that I hate to, I hate to even mention this, uh, but, I, but only because I had a, uh, one of the coaches mentioned to me, but he's a guy that, that in, you know, not after this year, maybe after next year, um, is going to be getting – uh, you know, uh, you know, teams in the top five and top 10 annually are going to be saying, hey, do you want to transfer here? Or he's going to go on and, and move on and go into, uh, you know, the pro ranks even earlier uh, than what most defensive guys do. That's what they kind of expect from him and how good that they feel like he can be. We yeah, know what they – go ahead, sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, and another example of how much uh, the depth has really improved. I mean, during the first two years of the, of the Scott Satterfield era, whenever we talked to Brian Brown, uh, there was often that, you know, we just need to keep building depth, keep building depth and gaining experience, you know, and that's another example. I mean, we went through the, you know, the, the secondary as well um, and really impressive on how they've, they've built that depth chart. Right. Yeah. No. And um, it's, it's, it's all good. It's, yeah. uh, it, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, I'll, I'll um, tell you what, you know, a, a spot that, you know, we've talked about it a little bit uh, already on a prior podcast and, had a couple content you know, articles about it as well, but the nose tackle up front um, is is a spot that I'm really curious to watch how the rotation goes. I mean, we've heard uh, great things about Malik Clark. Um, it really so solidifying that spot. You know, 
they, they mentioned how they were kind of surprised he didn't compete more uh, with Jared Goldwire last year. But now that he's that number one guy, he's he's basically said, this is mine and I'm not giving it up. You know, but Desmond Tell and Jock Turner, the, the Southern Miss transfer, I think are both going to play considerably uh, amount of snaps as well. So curious to see how that rotation goes, um, you know, it, it, as well as the entire success of, of the defensive front. We do need to see a stronger pass rush. And, so, yeah. you, know, you know, so really, I mean, I think the upgrades at each spot defensively um, you ha- you know, leads leads you to be kind of, you know, a little hopeful um, or the expectations may actually be on the rise a little bit following that great, uh, I wouldn't call it great, but much improved season that they had a year ago. Yeah, no doubt. They went from being one of the worst defenses in the history of college football to being really bad in 2019 uh, uh, to being a whole lot better in 2020 to what I think this year they're going to be. Uh, I, I think they'll end up being, again, a top 25 defense and one of the better ones in the ACC. I don't know that they'll be the best in the ACC, but they'll be one of the better ones in the ACC. And I think, look, it's going to be different for fans out there, but I do think that this year um, you're going to win some games based on your defense. And I, I like that. I, I do yeah. like that. Uh, not that the offense isn't going to score points, because I think they are. But I do think with the running backs that they have on offense, the depth that they have on the offensive line, and uh, and some of the question marks that they have as far as wide receiver and just being consistent and guys going out and doing it, I think they'll be able to do it. Uh, I just think you're going to see uh, Scott Satterfield want to control the game more and uh, and do some things with defense. All right, we've taken too long. We're going to go over. We'll we'll we'll, we'll go more over uh, later in the week. We'll have a podcast. Nothing shocking. As we said on the offense, you know, I mean, we all knew Malik was going to start. I mean, Jalen Mitchell's listed. Hassan Hall could start. Travion Cooley could start. Maurice Berkeley could start. Uh, Jawar Jordan could play a lot. So all those guys are going to get reps. It's just going to be a matter of what package they have in the game, where the ball is, the field position, and all of that kind of good things. It's good for me for to hear what I've heard. Trevor Reed was out for a while during fall camp, as we've uh, reported a couple of times. Uh, with a minor uh, with a minor injury, and uh, from what I hear, he's back. I, I Scott Satterfield said everybody is expected to play, uh, so we'll have to wait and see. I think, uh, but again, like like we said, it was a minor thing. Michael Gonzalez is good, is ready and 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 ready to go if something were to happen. Uh, and they could all always you know put Brian Hudson in there and move move guys around, move Adonis. I think if they move, here's a, here's an interesting one. I think if they moved Adonis Boone, if something happens and they have to move Adonis Boone back to tackle Michael, uh, which, like I said, I'm not sure that they want to do that because he's really comfortable at that guard spot. But I think if they have to, you know what I think they would do? I think they would move Cole Bentley to guard and put Brian Hudson in at center. That's how good Brian Hudson is at the center position. Not that he's going to replace Cole, uh, but but I think he is he is just as good and very, very reliable at that position. And I think he's uh, – uh, again, the future of this program on the offensive line is good as well. All right. Uh, I want to mention one thing before we got to go. I know we're, we, we're running out of time here today. Um, you, you're going to see they're offering guys left and right. September 1st, the uh, uh, coaches can talk to uh, football prospects in the class of 2023. Women's basketball, kind of the same thing. Uh, men's basketball, they did it back on June 15th. Uh, is It was that day. We'll have some updates, a bunch of offers. So we'll have an offer uh, story a little bit later on uh, this afternoon as well. I think they're already up to five or six different ones that have been offered today. Uh, but again, Pierce Clarkson, just remember that name. 
He is the main guy in this class. He's the guy that they will put. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I'm not sure I'm going to say they're going to put pressure on him, but they will make sure uh, that he knows when he visits for the Eastern Kentucky game on September the 11th um, that he is the number one guy on their list. They will also make sure that he remembers um, that when if he would commit uh, or whenever that might be, that he's going to be able to help them recruit other guys and suggest other guys for them. Hence the uh, offers that you've seen out in California. Uh, it would be a huge start for Scott Satterfield and the staff in 2023 if they could get something done sooner rather than later uh, with Clarkson. But I know the kid is very, very high on Louisville, and so is his dad. So uh, excited about that news. There's a recruiting scoot up, scoop up, some, uh, some good news in there uh, about some visits for Louisville Live. We'll continue to have more on that. And a bunch of baseball commitments this week, too, as well, Michael. Uh, but we're going to wrap it up today. Yeah, you know, as you mentioned earlier, we'll get more into the offensive side of things uh, in our next podcast later in the week. Um, since you mentioned Clarkson, for those who aren't familiar with him yet, he is the four-star quarterback out of St. John Bosco in Bellflower, uh, California, rated as the number 117 overall prospect, regardless of position, in the 23 class, number eight quarterback and the number 10 quarterback uh, out in California. So certainly one that uh, obviously he's racking up a bunch of scholarship offers, but as you mentioned, Louisville in there pretty tight uh, with dad, him. Dad is a brand ambassador for Adidas. So that is a very, very good connection to remember. Never hurts. That's for certain. That brings us to the end for publisher Jody Demling. I am Mike, Michael McCammon, senior writer at CardinalAuthority.com. Keep clicking at Cardinal Authority as we continue to give you coverage of Louisville's upcoming season opener against Ole Miss at the Chick-fil-A Bowl. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.